Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when it starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. Hey, we're starting a brand new study. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. It's from one of my favorite books of the New Testament, the book of James. And we can look at James as a guidebook to spiritual maturity. And I really want to thank you for kind of choosing this Bible study and this meditation. It's evident that you have a desire to grow in your personal walk with the Lord and a burden to strive for spiritual maturity. You know, I love the book of James because it's kind of like the Proverbs of the New Testament, packed full of warnings and wisdom, encouragement, and practical principles that can easily be applied for our everyday use. James 1.4 is the key verse that kind of sums up the entire book. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Perfect and entire simply means complete. God wants us to mature and grow. And for this reason, he gives us the guidelines in his word and the example in his son. Not only does this book encourage us to mature, but it can also be used as a checklist to make sure that our personal relationship with Christ is real and not phony. So I, I trust that as we dig into this book, it'll be a blessing to you. I just want to give you some of the questions that we're going to try to answer over the next 30 days or so. James chapter 1, what's God's goal for my life? How can I confidently ask God for the wisdom I need? How can I consciously realize that riches and material things will vanish someday? How can I say no when temptation says yes? How can I focus on God's immutable character, which helps me during difficult times? Uh, how can I best learn what the Bible has for me? How can I actually do what God tells me to do in his word? Then we go to chapter two and we see questions like, how are visitors welcomed in your church or youth group? Uh, why should I feel sorry for the rich rather than pity the poor? Wow, is it actually sin to look down on others? How can I know that I have true saving faith? What evidences in my life help others to see that I am a Christian? Chapter three, will I ever be able to control this disgusting tongue of mine? There's nothing that gets me in more trouble than my tongue. How can I learn to be consistent in the way I use my tongue? Uh, I cannot have a wise, Christ-like spirit and keep bitterness, envy, and strife in my heart. And how can I receive God's heavenly wisdom? We go to chapter 4, where we ask the questions, how can I escape the constant strife and warfare that constantly surrounds me? Uh, there's no way I want to be an enemy of God. And God wants to have a close relationship. He wants me to have that relationship with him. Uh, how do we violate God's law when we slander and criticize other believers? More than anything else in the world, I want God's perfect will for my life. Chapter 5, I hate to be in the shoes of the wealthy unbelievers when they stand before God. I do want to live every day as if I knew the Lord would return that day. Uh, in chapter 5, verse 9, we have a warning, mercy and compassion ahead, and I could not survive without it. Uh, when we're down, we should pray. When we're up, we should praise. What does God say about healing, anointing, and the prayer of faith? If I'm to be a mature believer, I have to learn how to pray. And finally, how can I help my friends who say they are saved but have no heart for God? Well, our time's up for today. And again, this is going to be a wonderful study as we just kind of meditate through how we can grow and mature in our wonderful Lord. Now remember, this is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a really good day.